I feel like everyone in Harry Potter is queer. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone? Pretty I can argue that pretty much any character has some sort of queer energy, so you know, except for the Weasleys. I feel like the Weasleys are just like as hetero as he- as hetero gets, you know. Like you mean specifically Molly and Arthur? Yes. Yeah, I don't really see them as being super queer in any I mean, who knows that, you know? They I mean, could be like would... swingers behind closed doors. Like we don't know, you That's know? That's true. <laughs> the Dursleys. Oh, oh no. Okay, the Dursleys straight. radiate like repressed yeah, like, they, they never got a chance to explore their sexuality, so they're just pissed about it. And, yeah. And thus extremely homophobic, and they're just yeah. bigoted assholes. That's the Dursleys. <laughs> <laughs> Into the cauldron, handsome. Most powerful love potion in the world. Bottle, fame, brew, glory. I've never seen a more complicated potion. Disastrous should you get it wrong. Are we going to drink that? Welcome to Most Potent Podcast. Every week, we bottle fame, brew glory, and throw it all together into a discussion on all things Harry Potter and all things fandom. I'm one of your hosts, Rebecca. And I'm Francis. And this week, we're going to be talking about bi erasure all over the place. Bi erasure in the fandom, bi erasure in the series. Too much. Bi erasure in life. It's too much. We, we, we need to stop it. No more. <laughs> <laughs> So um, just to preface this episode, obviously this is a very serious topic and it is a very um, prevalent topic in mm-hmm. today's world um, and we recognize that. Um, so we do just want to preface that and acknowledge that. Yes, definitely. In no way are any of our jokes meant to lessen the the reality of the situation that uh, bi erasure happens in real life and that it is not acceptable. So yes, absolutely. So, and that brings us to our entire point of um, the massive amount of bi erasure that happens in Harry Potter, you know, and also in fandom yeah. in general. So, mm-hmm. um, the thing that kind of brought this episode about was um, we were thinking about Remus Lupin specifically, because poor Remus Lupin. <laughs> is, <laughs> that's I mean, just I, a general I, statement. Poor yeah. Remus. <laughs> That could have just a period after it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you believe in the Wolfstar supremacy, which we do, mm-hmm. um, I personally believe that Wolfstar is, uh, as, you know, my version of canon. So, because uh, we know that J.K. Rowling is homophobic as fuck. So, you know, I'm just moving forward with Wolfstar being uh, legit. So... Um, <laughs> um, I feel like isn't be... she? Uh, I was just gonna say, isn't she? Uh, doesn't she say that like she's not homophobic? Like she's openly admitted that she's transphobic, but doesn't she still claim like love is love? I feel like there's some bullshit in that. With I think that with J.K. Rowling, like because you know after all the books were out, she was just like, oh yeah, actually Dumbledore was gay. It was like after all of this happened, and I'm like, where are the actual representation of queer characters explicitly within the text? Yeah, so Talk about a cowardly move. To just be I like, know. Oh yeah. Well, I I planned it that way the whole time. It's like okay, yeah. then show us. Exactly. So yeah, and also, and it'll be really interesting as a side note where the Fantastic Beasts franchise goes with this because as of right now, as of recording, the only the first two movies are out, and um, Crimes of Grindelwald didn't really give anything to the relationship between Dumbledore and, and Grindelwald, but we'll hmm. see where they go from from here. So how many are there supposed to be? Um, 
initially I think they were supposed to be four or mm. five, but I'm I mean they might just cut it off to one because they're the series is not doing well. But interesting. You know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh what brought this about was there I've noticed that as I'm scrolling through TikTok and that kind of thing, there's been a lot of hate towards Tonks because Wolfstar shippers are very much just like Wolfstar only, Remadora, aka Remus, Lupin, and Nifidor Togs, who in canon married and had a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it, people are saying that's not legit, that's not real. Um, I've seen instances of people hating on Tonks cosplayers, you know? And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck, y'all? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I really don't understand in general, is that in in fandom, in any fandom, you know, you, you get such a wide range of different types of people like that's the whole point of fandom is that you all come together to enjoy a specific work specific entities but you know whatever it may be and so knowing that there's so many different types of people there are going to be people who ship certain things that you know they want that representation and so with harry potter yes there is a very large lgbt fan base and so being a part of the LGBT community, that's the whole point, is acceptance. So I really don't understand anyone in that community who is so hard set in wanting to only see LGBT um, content that they hate on other people. Like, that's that's the whole point. That's what being in this community is about, is acceptance. Like, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, and also, because, like, I mean, the thing is... You know, if if we are saying that Wolfstar is is canon, like if we're, mm-hmm. which personally I believe, again, yeah. like a Wolfstar is my basis for canon, right. um, and we're also saying that Remadora is canon, like that mm-hmm. makes Remus Lupin a bisexual man or mm-hmm. a queer man in some capacity, you know. Right. And so, therefore, like that is still a representation of the community, you know. So, and yeah. it's like, like he's allowed to be bi, he's allowed to like men and women, like. Yeah. You know, as much as I freaking love Wolfstar, like, they're my favorite ship in the fandom. I, you know, all the young dudes all the way, like, great, we love it. (laughs) But let Remus Lupin live. (laughs) Stop bothering him. (laughs) I know. Like, Sirius, like, in canon, Sirius died. Like, he's allowed, Remus is allowed to move on from that. And Remus is allowed to still find happiness with Tonks, even if it's not with Sirius. But And I think that's such a big thing with bi erasure in general. Like, not specifically fandom related, but just people in general who are biphobic and have a problem with that a lot of people don't sort of uh recognize the validity of having um partners of different genders you know a lot of people believe that if you know you're with if if you're a a female dating a man then that's all you can do in your lot in life you can maybe be attracted to other women but if you're dating a man then like you're in a straight relationship no you're still bisexual like it's still that's still a bisexual thing. Like if one person's bisexual, that that's not straight. So, yeah. and same with the other way around. Like if it's two women dating and one of them is bisexual and then later decides to date a man, then a lot of people believe, oh, well, you're, you know, you're just straight the whole time. No. Yeah. That's the whole point of being bi is you like both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, yes, there is definitely, um, like a recognition, a recognition of privilege, particularly with bisexual people, 
who, you know, end up in what, you know, society considers to be a heterosexual relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are a bi man and you end up with a woman, like society perceives you as straight. Um, even if you're not. So, you know, because that's our, our default. So, and there is privilege in that because you don't necessarily experience the same discrimination that you would if you were with a man. Mm-hmm. However, again, that's that's also just like one of the many different topics and complications of, you know, intersectionality and privilege that come with this. That got heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it did get heavy. Um, but yeah, Again, my entire point with this is just like, let Remus Lupin live. He is allowed to love Sirius. He's also allowed to then fall in love with Tonks and have a baby and such. Um, I'm still upset that he died in the end, but you know, that's a different conversation. Um, so something else that we wanted to discuss here was um, kind of the wider fandom by erasure and, you know, that what occurs. So, I think that at least, and tell me if if your experience is different, Francis, but Mm -hmm. I feel like my experience, particularly with like fan fiction and being in the fandom on like Tumblr and that kind of thing, but like most of the like, what I end up coming across in terms of like OTPs and, you know, character ships are queer ships. You know, so, and I mean, maybe that's just, like, where I'm at on the internet because of my own identities, but, like, <laughs> you know, so that could just be, like, what's coming up on my For You page on TikTok, but... Yeah, I was um, say, your For You page is specific. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, very much. So, but, you know, and I feel like um, a lot of OTPs end up being queer ships. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a big part of that comes from, depending on the... the the film, the book, whatever it is, there usually is a lot of queer baiting in mm-hmm. in the media. So I think yeah. a lot of uh, queer people, like actually queer people, not not characters, but <laughs> real folks, uh, I think they'll sort of seek any sort of representation that they can out of that, even if it if it does turn out to be just that, just queer baiting. I think a lot of people will kind of take that and run with it. Um, yeah. And not necessarily, I mean, there can definitely be actual undertones of queer relationships in media, depending on whatever the the fandom is, that, again, like, anyone is, really, that's all queer people, I think, want at this point is accurate representation, not having to search Mm -hmm. for it, you know? Yep. Just for funsies. I went on AO3 and I looked up, um, I sorted by, I just looked at the Harry Potter fandom. So Mm -hmm. straight up every single fan fiction that is in the Harry Potter fandom currently under that tag on AO3. Mm -hmm. Um, There are like 5,000 plus pages. Um, And I sorted by kudos. The very first fanfic is all the young dudes. So a wolf star fan, you know. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. And then the next one is a dreary and then another dreary and then another dreary. Another dreary. <laughs> Literally, it's just all dreary. I'm wondering where, like, because that is such oh, a I popular ship. There's another wolf star, and then Francis. Oh no. There's a Harry slash Tom Riddle. I hate it here. Oh, Harry and Tom Riddle. Oh god. I hate this. Oh my god. What the fuck. I. I mean, I'm not here to to ship shame, but also kind yeah. Of. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean. People like what they like, but also, like, to me, that's a weird one. So, sorry. Yeah, that just feels uncomfortable. Yeah. um, 
This is interesting. Oh, God, this okay, is... okay. The, the description is cracky humor with a hint of seriousness and plot. My specialty. And I'm like, okay, I like that. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's funny. <laughs> and then there's more dreary. It's literally just all dreary. Oh, there's Dramione. Oh, there wow. we go. Our first, so the first straight one is like literally like almost all the way down the first page. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, so that just shows like, how much queer content exists in fandom. Yeah. And also, as a side note, the Dramione fic is uh, manacled, which I have not read, but it, it is a very infamous, um, I think, like, BDSM-heavy fic, I believe. The title so, would suggest that, sure. So I'm pretty, I don't, I don't know the details of that one because I have not read it because it seems very depressing. But, and even then, we got the quote-unquote, like, deviant sexuality thing going on. Like, I think that fandom has kind of become a place where people who don't necessarily fit into the white straight norm right can come and and be themselves yeah Yeah, and even thinking about there are definitely other pairings that are popular in in fandom that exist but i think just at least my experience with tumblr tumblr that was sort of like the first time that i had ever really seen like you know it's the first time i had seen fan art in Mm -hmm. all in the same place it's the first time i'd seen you know, gifts that people had put together of, like, queer ships and stuff like that. So, like, it was more than just the fan fiction. It was sort of the whole fan media in general that sort of, like, it, and it was all in the same spot. And it was, it felt so welcoming. Tumblr was the reason that I kind of finally clicked that I was gay and I, like, learned about my own sexuality. And that was a big part of why was because I was finally, like, feeling comfortable and getting exposure to things that finally felt right to me. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that that's like part of why queer ships are so prevalent because people see themselves in these characters in the media that don't, you know, represent themselves at all in the actual mainstream media. And so they're just like, okay, let's, you know, make these characters our own through, you know, the tiny, the tiny little crumbs of, of canon. We will just be like, okay, we will that's always put been together the biggest, something. Yeah, that's yeah. what the biggest running joke is that, like, queer people will take anything. There can literally be a story with two characters that don't interact at all except for they look at each other once and queer people will take that one look and be like that's it i ship it they're together (laughs) when they're writing a fucking new story about it and it's amazing yeah no it's truly amazing like i just i love it so much this is the true meaning of like subtext and context clues (laughs) yeah so because i mean that's how wolfstar came to be it was just straight up like all right well we're gonna read between the lines here you know? Yeah, it's so. like you're reading and you, you catch a vibe and you, you go with that vibe. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. That's why it's so frustrating that there's so much biphobia with it, too, because, like, that's the whole point is, like, it it's, you're reading between the lines and there are actual bisexual people who need to see those characters being with both mm-hmm. parties or, like, I, not, I'm not excluding any genders that, you know, being with any and all different genders but i'm just saying like there are people that need to see that like if if a bisexual person is struggling with their own identity and all they're seeing is a supposedly bi person like only be accepted with one specific gender like that's not helpful to anyone it's just perpetuating those you know really kind of toxic ideologies that exist in society now yeah 
bringing it back to the entire thing that started it started this conversation which was remus's relationship <laughs> with tonks yes you know i think that personally i think their relationship is pretty cute and like pretty valid you know yeah. like again i uh i feel like tonks is queer as fuck <laughs> but, oh yeah <laughs> you know it's like like i definitely get that from her but I don't know. Like, I also just, like, I like her for Remus. Like, I think that it, it works out well. Like, I'm still 100% all day, every day, a wolf starshipper. I love them. Yeah. But, like, you can be both. Yeah, know? exactly. And, like, that's, it's all the people that sort of hate on Tonks for getting in the way of Wolfstar. I feel like there's also sort of a flip side of that, of people hating on Remus because they believe that Tonks is strictly gay. Yeah. And, you know, something really important about this podcast is, you know, openness and honesty and having real talks about things. And part of, uh, I think, my experience with queer characters and, you know, seeing women loving women relationships in fiction was that I, I was definitely one of those people that only wanted to see, um, you know, my favorite queer women with other women. And I didn't like seeing them with men or just any way that, like, sort of associated them um, in a heterosexual way. And a lot of that was my own projection of, you know, sort of when you're first realizing your own identity, that's sort of all you want to immerse yourself in. And I understand that. Um and I understand that that's what a lot of people go through, but I think that's a pretty problematic thought process. I think is really kind of emphasized here in this fandom, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is like, yes, I recognize in myself that I used to be that person that, you know, would only want to see Tonks with other women and wouldn't want to see Tonks with Remus, but now I'm kind of looking back and I'm seeing how problematic that is and seeing... um you know, that we as the LGBT community need to do better and stop erasing bisexual identities in that way. Yeah, no, I agree. Also, regarding the, like, Remus kind of, like, betraying Sirius's memory by being with Tonks, like, y'all, like, Sirius is dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's gone. As much as I hate that, like, I... I hate that Sirius died. Like that is like one of my least favorite parts of the book. Like, Jan like I hate that Sirius died more than I hate that Dumbledore died. Yeah. But you know, I, again, he is dead. And as far as he knows, like he could be living the rest of his life, which he's in his thirties. He's 35. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he is allowed to find happiness elsewhere and still like love Sirius, you know, like there's, yeah. there, you can do both. Yeah, and things, I mean, I multiple realities can exist at the same time. Oh, absolutely. And I think that kind of comes from this old-timey, archaic belief that that marriage... I mean, I, I do understand, like, the sanctity of marriage. I understand, like, relationships and whatnot. You know, you always hear about widows being, like, chastised for, for you know, if their husbands die and they try to remarry. Yeah. That was not okay back in the day, and I feel like that still kind of carries a bit of stigma with it. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know the full extent of that you know I've never experienced that or anything like that so I don't really know how much of the stigma still persists but I imagine that we still see it in places especially like this like the whole concept of hey you're not betraying that person's memory just by trying to exist and be happy mm -hmm. like it, they're not mutually ex exclusive things he can love Sirius but also he can love Tonks yeah no I agree so 
So um, a new mini segment that um, we are going to start throwing in on the occasional episode um, is fan fiction recommendations. As we are on the topic of Wolfstar, um, I have a great one that I read. And sometimes, you know, when you find a really good fanfic, you just devour it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so this is, it, it is a hundred K words. It is a long one. And I didn't realize that. I literally thought it was like maybe 40 because I just like went through it like that. <laughs> so one sitting and I'm like, who am I? So that I can casually do a 100 K fanfic in like this span of a day. Um, do I have a life? No. No, I do not. <laughs> humble brag, though. That's pretty sick. But, like, also, is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, really? Cool flex, um, bro. <laughs> is, is reading a 100K fanfiction a flex, is it? Of course it is. I don't, I don't know, you know? So, the fanfic that I would like to recommend to you today is The Dog You Feed by January Gray. It is a Marauders era fic um, that kind of takes place the summer um, that Sirius runs away from home because, you know, he has the, he's pretty abused as a child and um, that, you know, we kind of learned from canon and he then runs away to the Potters. Um, But the whole thing is like, okay, so how does he actually get to the Potters? So, and that's kind of what this fanfic details. And it's a, um, it is a Wolfstar fic, but Remus and Sirius aren't really like, the relationship isn't really centric because um, they are uh, at the beginning of the fic fighting because of the prank that um, Sirius pulled on Severus. And yeah, so this is very, it's Sirius and Lily Evans focused um, because Lily Evans has to kind of go into Muggle London and find Sirius and like, <laughs> kind of bring him back um <laughs> and help him until he can finally get to the potters so it only takes the takes place over like a couple days but i took this fic down in the span of a day because it was a real good one so highly recommend i love it i'm excited everyone go read it come back tell us what you think yeah definitely we will um be putting this on our instagram as well, we'll we have a story highlight um that features all of our fan fiction recommendations um yes all right game time game time ready fred ready george i solemnly swear that i am up to no good feet off the table bottoms up um as always this game uh that we will be playing today will be on our instagram please play along with us and uh send us your answers so today we are playing this or that honey dukes edition I'm so excited for this game. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so yes. much fun. <laughs> I, know, I imagine like like the air horn sound like bah, 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 you know? so. <laughs> Yes. I just like I just love wizard candy. <laughs> yes, I know. That's like one of my favorite aspects of the wizard universe is like the food and candy and stuff. <laughs> I know. It's so great. Okay. So this is about uh cauldron cakes or pumpkin pasties. I don't, what are cauldron cakes? Like, I mean, obviously I know that they exist in the universe, but like, what exactly like, are they? You know, I don't think it's ever actually explained. No, I think, I'm, I pictured them as sort of like a vanilla, like pound cake in a way, is what I've kind of yeah. thought of. You know what? Let's look it up. Let's look it up real fast. Yeah, let's do it. I'm on it. Cauldron cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so interesting. Okay. Are you on the Harry Potter wiki, wiki too? Yes. Okay. 
The picture on the wiki looks real gross. <laughs> it looks tough. Like, it looks, yeah. for those who can't look it up, it's like a, it looks like a chocolate cake, and there's some real funky-looking green icing with, like, yellow bubbles on top, and that yes. is a tough look. But this is interesting. I really didn't, I mean, it, they give us a history of this. I had no idea. It doesn't. Okay, but it doesn't say, like, what they are, though. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently they're like, they're cake that's coated in, like, a, has like a candy coating on top of it. Yeah. Either way, I don't really like pumpkin things, so I'm saying cauldron cake no matter what. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for, as long as it doesn't look like this. <laughs> this. Yeah. It does like say a burn ingredient is chocolate, so yeah. since it's a chocolate item, I'm going for that, because I love chocolate. All right, so now we got the, like, semi-gross candies. Um, acid pops or cockroach clusters? Um, I mean, I love sour things, so I probably would go for acid pops, but, like, the fact that they have been known to, like, burn holes in... I know! Like, actual cauldrons and shit like that, I... I yeah, they burned a hole through, wrong, through uh, Ron's tongue. Yeah, that's a little scary. Okay, but... I just want to know, what are... Co- like, are cockroach clusters, like, are they, like, actual cockroaches? That was my understanding, but they might not be. Oh, okay. So they are actually cockroaches. Because mm. apparently Ron says they're, Ron Weasley once thought he could fool Fred into eating some if he told him they were peanuts. Oh, ooh, gross. Okay, so yeah, no, we're going acid pops on that one. All right. Yeah, that's all. So I'd rather have a hole in my tongue than eat cockroaches, which is pretty sad, but you know, that's yeah. where we're at. I'm with you. All right, um, sugar quills or licorice wands? Sugar. Mm, I don't know. I do I, love me a Twizzler. Yeah, that's if it's black licorice. I don't like black licorice, but if it's a strawberry one, then I would get a kick out of that. I'm just imagining waving around a Twizzler being like, Expelliarmus, you know? <laughs> I mean, you could do that. So. You could do that now. I mean, yeah, no, I could do that now. Yeah, that's true. I could go out and get a Twizzler. <laughs> okay, fudge flies or peppermint toads? Peppermint toads really toads. No, I don't think fudge flies are really flies either. Okay. Unique pieces of milk chocolate shaped like a fly. Hmm, okay. Yes, okay, cool. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That's right. The peppermint toads are the ones that uh, when, they con- when they're consumed, they hop realistically in the stomach. And, like, I don't want that. Yeah. See, I don't know. See, I would like that probably because I really like being minty fresh. So. Yeah, yeah but. Your face right now. You're just like, I hate that. I hate yeah, that. So I don't want that. I don't. It's, it's okay. Just... You can have fudge flies. That's I'll okay. take the fudge flies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would freaking love, you know, the can they're not on this list, but the like, um, tooth flossing mints that Hermione yeah. gets her, her dentist parents. Like, yes. I would love those. I already need to floss more. Yes, that would be so cool. get a candy to cool. do it for me. That'd be amazing. All right, um, and then birdie bots or chocolate frogs? Chocolate frogs. I don't know. I kind of like the adventure of birdie bots. <laughs> the risk. <laughs> the risk. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying birdie bots. You're saying chocolate frogs. I'm going chocolate frogs. I don't know. I don't want to have to chase after my, my candy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know in the movie in the movie where the frog, like, climbs up the window and then just like, woo! It's yeah. out the window. And then Ron's just like, bad luck, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, so far funny. I've picked all the things that I would have to chase. 
the fudge flies, the chocolate frogs. That is true, yeah. <laughs> Get my steps in before I can eat it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So then lastly, we have Fizzing Wisbees or Drupal's Best Blowing Gum. Oh, why are these two paired together? Because they both sound amazing. I know. Hang on. I need to, I'm going to need to Google this. I just love that Harry really likes the Drupal's Best Blowing Gum. Mm-hmm. But, like, we never really see it in the series. No. And I, from what I remember, is the Drupal's Best Blowing Gum uh, is blue. Like, you get blue yeah. uh, bubbles when you blow it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fizzing Wisbees were a popular magical sweet made by Queen Bee. They were large sherbet balls that would cause a person who sucked on them to float a few inches off the ground. Ooh. I love that. Then I would have to, if it, if we're like looking strictly on the taste, I would not go for that, but I would want to float. So I think I would have to choose a fizzing wispy. Mm-hmm. If we're talking like, you know, the actual candies that we as muggles who, you know, can't float can get, it is um, bug shaped chocolate with a popping candy like center. Mm. So, but um, so yeah, so. And then Drupal's Best Blowing Gum, I would really like to blow a giant bubble. So I would pick Fizzing Wisbees if it were, like, if I could actually get the magical version. But I would pick Drupal's if we're, like, thinking, like, the muggle version of that, you know? Well, this is super interesting trivia facts about these. So, you know, if we're thinking of animal parts that are, like, part of these things, which is a little Mm -hmm. creepy, apparently in order to make the floating effect... It was rumored that billywig stings are possibly an ingredient in fizzing wisbees. So, like, a lot of people, including Harry, like, once he finds out that they have the stings in them, he's like, yeah, I'm not eating that. But then, on the flip side, with the Dribbles blowing uh, gum, the the fact that it's, like, super soft is done so by the inclusion of spider's eggs. So Oh, I hate that. That changes I hate that. Things. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> again if we're doing the muggle version <laughs> i'm just gonna go for the gum there i mean the thing is it's like you have to like gelatin in the muggle world is made up of ground hooves and cartilage and disgusting stuff like that like you know we all have our own weird ingredients <laughs> right and like i believe it's strawberry flavoring i think it's the cat pee um, oh no it's not look it up it's a thing <laughs> No, it's not. I'm convinced. And uh, red dye is made. I know of, the red dye thing. That's has made the beetles. Yeah. No. No. Oh it no! Is not it's made from beaver. The gland in beaver's buttholes. What? It's a thing. The answer is yes. There's a food additive called castorium that's derived from certain glands from the beaver. It can be used as flavoring, and it's taken from some gland in its butt. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> It is now rarely, if ever, used in the mass-produced flavor industry. So we're okay. Safe from beaver assholes. Oh, God. That was terrible. You're welcome. Man. Another episode done. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Um, We really appreciate it. We would also really appreciate if you could leave us a review. Um, We love reviews. Um, Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So if you have longer thoughts, 
we would also love to hear those. We are mostpotentpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and be sure if you have any recommendations for anything that you would like to hear us talk about, let us know. And we would love to explore any new ideas, any thoughts. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. I'm dead awful at potions. I can teach you how to bewitch the mind. I've always felt our futures lay outside the world of academic achievement. It tastes like goblin piss. <laughs>